Hey everyone, I'm Kobe. Welcome to the wait. I do it backwards. No, I mean you just didn't get. Hey me everyone, welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. I'm Kobe. I'm Kyle. I and matter too. He does matter too. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the unexpected emotions that arise while you're healing, the purpose of emotions, uh, what you should expect to feel while you're on your healing journey. This is a question that someone asked in my membership group. And I was like, oh, I think this is a question that should be answered to like the masses, a.k.a. our 121 <laughs> YouTube subscribers. But we have all more people on Apple and all this stuff. Um, it was zero last or two weeks ago. So, um that's you know that's that's great growth uh before we jump in though i just want you to that's my camera right i just like i know it's my camera but if you say it it, then people gotta be like oh there's more than one yeah there's more than one kind of a big deal Uh, um this episode is sponsored by baby who um who makes that laptop cover thing burga burga that thing is dope yeah and you know if you want that i don't know we can probably put the link in it's actually fire but I also have a sponsorship. I, uh, my laptop uh, case is, is sponsored by um, HarperCollins. At them, please. Kyle. At HarperCollins, I guess. This, I don't know. First of all, we are not going to get in no legal trouble because you're saying that you're sponsored by someone you're not sponsored by. Uh, HarperCollins did not give him I have that children paper that with says, a person like who is in, on contract with HarperCollins, okay? Can I say that? Yeah, that's the truth. Okay. Why am I like this? <laughs> it's the day. <laughs> Why am I like this? Comes out April 4th. If you too want to be sponsored um, by Why Am I Like This? Yeah, we're sponsored by that. I guess we can't Hit be. Kobe up. <laughs> I, may, I may take some copies of this and sell them for $5 a piece. We'll send them out. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a hustle. I don't know. Depends on how many people want it. I will take your money. All right? If you want to be sponsored, be cool like us, go pick it up at your local uh, Barnes & Noble's website because it's not in the store yet. Yeah. Pre-orders are happening right now, but comes out April 4th. But I'll talk more about that later. But back to emotions. So um, this question, again, was asked in my membership group. And this girl was like, I'm healing, but I am angry all the time. Mm. Like, should I be feeling this way? What should I be feeling on this healing journey? And this is someone who expressed that they were like, you know, just new on like the understanding mental health and understanding that your past can affect your present. And and I get that and I empathize with that because I know a lot of people who um, are embarking on this journey for the first time, you know, a lot, a while, if ever. So, um, one, I'll say this, um, first of all, I, my mic is so loud. And so I really, have you guys seen that video on, uh, uh, what's it called? Instagram. It's that guy talking about all the the different pastors. Now, what's it called? Instagram. Yeah. He says, uh, he talks about the different pastors and how they tell you to turn the monitor up. And he's uh, like, turn the volume up. He's like, everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. <laughs> so turn the monitor down. Um, And uh, first, I think that we need to recognize that any emotions that come up in the healing process are valid. Any emotions that come up in the healing process are valid. Like there's no like this is an emotion I should be feeling. This is an emotion I shouldn't be feeling. Whatever emotions are there are there for a reason. And I think a lot of us don't realize that emotions 
are meant to communicate things. They're messengers. Like I think in a couple episodes ago, I said emotions are the check engine light of the soul. You look at the dashboard and each light represents a different need. Right. You might need to change your oil. You might need to check your engine. You might be um, low fuel. You don't know unless you look at the light and know what light indicates what need. Right. Um, And one of the emotions that I think people truly struggle with acknowledging as they're healing is anger. They think I should just be sad or empowered. And there's like, no, (laughs) there's nothing in between that. I should just be sad or empowered. And that's it. And they're often surprised by anger, Um, not because their circumstances don't naturally elicit anger, but because no one ever taught them what to do with anger. And no one ever taught them that anger was anything other than a representative of them being a moral failure. If you're angry, you're a bad person. If you're angry, you don't have self-control. If you're angry, then you're immature, right? And Mm -hmm. there's this way that you can feel like, I'm trying to heal, but I feel this anger. And they're trying to shoo away the anger in the healing process. But the truth is, feeling the anger is part of the healing process. This is is one of those really interesting topics because everyone has emotions. Everyone thinks they know what they are. Yeah. Maybe some of y'all are right. I know I was wrong for a very, very, very long time. Mm, What do you mean? Um, Well, I I think we talked about it before a little bit, but I really used to think emotions were these. I used to. Here's the way to put it. I used to think that emotions were like external things that were coming into me Mm. that I was dealing with. You know, so like, Mm. well, this situation made me angry. So something out there made me angry. The anger got in. And now I have to deal with what, you know, something that really isn't mine. It wasn't something generated internally that is being expressed. It was yeah. it was really something that, like, I didn't have an origin for it. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't thinking about it as something that was healthy, holy, good, something that I have. I was yeah. thinking about uh, emotions, r- really most of them, um, especially the ones I didn't want to feel as yeah. almost like an attacker, as something... They need to be pushed away like, yeah. And I like to tell my clients, uh, emotions are inextricable from the human design and God made it that way. You cannot separate emotion from human existence without getting sickness. Like that's what we call sickness and inability to feel or process emotions. And we have to remember that emotions are how God communicates to us. Well, right? and there's a lot of weird sort of culturalizing around emotions because if if I get a headache or if you get a headache, yeah, no one would say to you, well, like, that's just not a headache you should be feeling. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you have a headache? Like, Take have some, you tried some Tylenol? Yeah. Like, have you, you re- tried some, some water? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, they immediately go into, oh, this is something that happens because there's something wrong. Yeah. And so they want to help you figure out, like, okay, well, one, have you done all the things? Yeah. Can we help you? Like manage this. Yeah. And then, but if it's like, oh, I'm angry or I'm sad. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I mean, why are you feeling that? Yeah. Or like, you or shouldn't s- really or feel stop that feeling way. that way. Like, don't be angry. That's like, oh, that's don't not fair. Like that person hurt you, but they were hurt first. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. But like fairness, we don't talk about headaches being fair, fair. or unfair. We yeah. recognize them as a biological consequence to 
you know whatever previous actions right hey yeah. i or something that's just i play video you. games till yeah. three in the morning now i'm up at six i got a headache i know yeah. why it happened yeah but i'm not out here moralizing like it being something that i shouldn't feel it like it's the consequence of actions yeah and in the same way emotions are the consequences of like real biological processes that are happening and you don't get to like moralizing them isn't helpful and you don't you don't control what emotions you feel like triggers you um you control how you respond to the emotions if no one has ever heard the words don't be angry and immediately stopped being angry guess what the hormonal process of adrenaline being released in your body when you're angry has already happened and you can't stop it even if cognitively you want to stop being angry you literally can't stop feeling the sensation the emotion of anger right every married man or person in a relationship has at some point thought that he could make his partner calm down by saying yo calm down (laughs) and And if you haven't done it you should try it and and that (laughs) that see what happens not good things that um (laughs) that reality sorry my ears itchy that reality speaks into um why so many people feel shame yeah stop being angry as if i should be able to control the physical sensation i have right now i don't control the sensation but i control what i do with my anger for sure right and so even I want to jump back to me saying like emotions are how God communicates to us. I don't mean that as a final and total statement. When we experience trauma, um, our emotions are calibrated to our pain and to our traumatic situations. And emotions may not be how God communicates to you in your pain, right? But your emotions are still communicating something, your need for something. We're meant to pay attention to them. God created them for a reason, you know? And the reason why I say emotions are how God communicates with us and not saying it's the only way it is not the only way God communicates with us. Let me clarify. Cause I know people are going to be like, that's not true. I, what I'm saying is I've never heard anyone say that they have heard from the Holy spirit without the word feel. I've never heard anyone talk about deciding to follow Jesus without the world feel without the word feel. Yeah. Right. Like I've never heard anyone, um, take logic and be like i decided to follow god because it was logical no you decide to follow god because you felt something like if we use the logic of man lots of religions are logical the lack of religion can be logical to somebody Mm -hmm. right but like it's because you felt something in your body you sensed something and when you sense something you sense it with your body and when what you're sensing is it's through emotion right how can how can our bodies be the temple for the holy spirit if our body is the temple for the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit communicates to us through our bodies. What's that communication? <laughs> through our emotions. Yeah. Right? You might feel empathy for somebody. You might feel sadness in certain places. You might feel discomfort in places where externally there's nothing uncomfortable, right? We call that discernment. <laughs> Being yeah. able to discern, like, mm, something's not right here, even if everything looks okay through your emotions, right? And I'm not saying, again, that your emotions are perfectly holy people love to say like feelings aren't facts no feelings are not facts but they lead to facts and usually they lead to the facts that we don't want to look at (laughs) right your anger is not just there your anger is there for a reason you don't just ignore your emotions you don't obey them either but you don't have to ignore them right 
So when I think about the client, uh, not the client, the woman in my group who said um, she's feeling angry and like, what do I do with that? Well, before the what rather the question was really like, how do I stop? Yeah. How do I stop <laughs> and, feeling angry? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's not the goal. The goal is not to stop feeling it. The goal is to understand why it's there in the first place. Right. So we start understanding why it's there by understanding the purpose of anger. Yeah. Anger is an indication that there is a need for protection. Anger is an indication that there's a need for safety and anger is an indication that there's a need for boundaries, right? Someone's too close or too far. There's something off, right? And mm-hmm. so when we think about anger, really, we should be thinking about, you know, the question, what needs to be re- protected and what needs to be pr- restored? Yeah. Like something, something worth protecting did not, was not protected. Something that should have been safe is breached has been breached or broken or like something bad has happened and it needs to be restored right and if we see emotions through that lens it invites us into asking questions like what needs to be restored because the truth is if how do you heal without knowing what needs to be restored yeah how do you know something needs to be restored unless you allow yourself to feel that anger of what you didn't get. A lot of us don't feel like I feel like a lot of us stay in this middle ground of healing where we're like, I will acknowledge what's wrong, but I don't want to feel the weight of losing what I didn't get. I don't want to feel the weight of not having a present parent. I don't want to feel the weight Yo. of growing up alone. I don't want to. And and part of healing is feeling the weight of that so you can understand how miraculous the restoration has to be yeah you know i mean healing starts with curiosity for sure right like and and that's always you know people are oh how do i stop feeling x well you should really start asking some questions of of yourself about why you feel it which sounds basic but most people don't do that right yeah. they start they immediately start shooting themselves that you say mm-hmm. you know i shouldn't feel this way yeah. i should be grateful for what i have i should not respond this way you know it's just like you're shooting like and that's, that's where helpful. the yeah and that's where the radical honesty comes back in you should you should you should but what are you right now yeah let's take away what the expectations let's lift the standards that you think the world's putting on you where are you right now i'm yeah. enraged okay why are you enraged well in every eight-year-old knows the thing that we 30 year olds have to like remember like suffering deserves to be witnessed yeah it wants to be witnessed yeah so if you're listening to this you can lie and act like this hasn't happened to you but i know it has (laughs) you you were some some young age something happened you were crying you were crying so hard you went to the bathroom and looked in the mirror because you wanted to see how bad you were crying. Like, yo, I am for real sad. <laughs> like, it was like one of those things, like, someone has sure to see this. I got snot going and everything. I'm really sad. Yeah. I know I know this has happened to you. I know you've gone to the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and been like, dang, bro, I'm really crying. Yeah. Like, this is not good. And the reality is, like, suffering wants to be witnessed. It's, yeah. Like, people, even if you're the only person that sees it, you want to know that someone has seen what's going on and very often we like we stop we we shame the eight-year-old that is doing something really smart yeah being like okay no one in my world is noticing this but it needs to be noticed so i'm gonna do it yeah that's that's maturity 
Yeah. Right. And we shame and should the that eight year old maturity out. And then you get the 30 year old who's like, yeah, you know, I just cry alone in my room and don't tell anybody because I'm sure it'll go away eventually. It's mm-hmm. only been 20 years, you know, <laughs> but you're 21 a year that I'll I'll be crying alone with no one to see and it'll finally go away. And it's like, no, like you need to go back to being 10 Ooh-wee. when you at least saw you saw it yourself Ooh-wee. because it needs to be witnessed. Yeah. 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 And and feeling the emotion. So this is something that I think is hard for some people to process when you start to heal, there's a backlog of emotions that need to be processed. There's no way for you to just like look at all the things and look at it logically. I'm like, please put your phone on silent. Yeah, Help my me sponsor understand. is not going to like that. Kyle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, why am I like this? Um, <laughs> Um, there's a backlog of emotion. You you can't go back and look at all these moments just with like a pure logical and literal perspective and think that that's going to remedy the pain because the pain is not just a logical pain. The pain is a sensation. It's an emotion, right? You are feeling it in your body. You don't, you don't, uh, you can't skip over the emotions in the healing process. And so, again, I say this all the time because it's so true. Like if you have shut down your emotions since, let's say, eight, you're going to start feeling the emotions of the eight-year-old at the intensity of the eight-year-old. You're going to feel the emotions all the way up until. And our emotions, again, communicate something, right? It tells us something. I think about um, a lot of my clients, when they start setting boundaries for themselves, taking care of themselves, they feel guilt, right? They feel a lot of shame. They feel a lot of guilt. The shame is slowly dissipated by them telling the truth and sharing it with me, right? Even if it's just one person, a therapist. But, you know, I tell them that there's two types of guilt. There's a guilt that comes from not acting in alignment with your values. And there's a guilt that comes from anticipating somebody else's disappointment. What guilt are you feeling right now? Because some people will feel guilty for doing the right thing. Some people will feel like I'm doing the wrong thing when they're doing the right thing. And that's not because you're doing the wrong thing. It's because your body has been calibrated to the standards of pleasing other people instead of calibrated to the standards of taking care of yourself. And so you may, you can feel the guilt, but the guilt, the emotion, the sensation is not an indicator that you're doing something wrong. It's an indicator that you're doing something different, but you can only figure that out if you're curious about your emotions instead of judgmental about them. We should all be questioning what we've been taught to judge about our emotions. Like curiosity is how we heal, but curiosity is also how we build intimacy and even intimacy with ourselves, the versions of ourselves that we've lost in loving other people, we won't rediscover that that version of ourselves until we're curious about what we feel and why we feel it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember going to Onsite, um, which is a retreat center. It's amazing. Just phenomenal. We love Onsite. We love them. We love them. And I did this intensive and, and we did a lot of, it was like, it's basically three or four days nonstop of therapy for like. 12 hours a day but it's powerful and it's beautiful Incre- yeah it was incredibly powerful incredibly <laughs> so i beautiful. know someone just got scared no <laughs> yeah i mean it's hey it's probably not the first thing you should do maybe not start out with an intensive but i had been in therapy for two or three years and um therapy was doing a lot for me but yeah. i was it was time to dig a to go deeper. deeper yeah um for sure and my wife lovingly nudged shoved nudged well 
shoved feels more more <laughs> accurate. Nudged is we can go with nudged. I would like to go with yeah nudged. for the sponsor's nudged sake. Let's go 300. with nudged. Um, she nudged me There's into no going, and I was like, "Bro, this is crazy." They take your phone when you get there. It's in the mountains of Tennessee, which is like... The Rolling Hills. My editor corrected me when I wrote about it in the book. They said there's actually no mountains outside of Tennessee. They're called Rolling Hills. Mm. I said, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, some of those hills look like they have eyes, if you know what I mean. For sure. Okay? So, <laughs> the hills, <laughs> some of those hills had eyes. Yeah. Um, it was not the safest place in the world. It felt like when I got there, it became one of the safest places in the world. But um, one so of the true. things that we... One of the many, many things that we we did was became we became really really curious about why i was feeling certain ways yeah to my emotions like intellectually okay i was i was assaulted i was abused i was taken advantage of but i left the situation with guilt mm. about what i should have done and what i didn't do mm. and the ways that my weakness and my inability to be strong allowed someone to hurt me and you know it's just all this stuff and we started asking some real questions about like, well, what were you taught to think about X emotion? Yeah. Like, so if you were young and you felt X emotion, whatever it was, what was the response from your family and friends and people around you? Because they're teaching you what to do with that. Something doesn't have to be said to be taught. Yeah. And the reality is like, I was kind of taught that the most noble thing you could do in any situation, especially a negative situation, was like take ownership over it. Hmm. What like would that look could, like? Like logistically. Um, like my brother could take my toy and I could be really upset and hit him. And the conversation wouldn't necessarily be, hey, like it's okay to be upset because your brother took your toy and that's not okay. It'd be like, like no, like you... You let your brother control you like you you gave up your control because you got angry and you let like you let yourself be taken advantage of. Now you did something you shouldn't have done. And like that person did a wrong thing, but your response to it um, was wrong. Mm. And it's like take ownership of your response. Don't worry about what happened. Now, there's a piece of that that's like real maturity at a point. It's not, you know, like there that lesson can be helpful at some point. I have thoughts. It's adaptive at the very least. Yes. Right? So maybe not helpful. Adaptive. For people who go through struggle and from for communities that have a lot of brokenness, the idea of you can't control how much the world throws at you, but you can control what you do with what they what they gave you, like that that can be adaptive. It's not helpful, but it can be or healthy, but it can be helpful. Let, to let move me jump past in really things. quickly. I think that 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 is a like that anecdote is a perfect um a perfect example of why we need to delineate the difference between feeling an emotion and expressing emotion. Cause what you just shared was like in that example is brother takes a toy. I get upset. And the narrative is I gave him control because I felt angry. Right. The idea that I gave them control because I expressed anger, maybe, but we cannot control the natural responses, emotional responses that we have to people. We can control how they're expressed, right? Yeah. And I think that that's why it's so important to draw that line because we can be teaching children, our friends, our partners, whoever we're leading, discipling, whoever, 
it can be easy to begin to shame. That's how people develop shame about what they feel because we make what they feel and how they express what they feel the same thing. And they're not the same thing, right? I also think it's really important for us to, as a society, stop putting the weight of maturity on the person who's been abused, right? We're all called to to take responsibility for our lives. We've all been hurt in some way, shape, or form. But I see that a lot, that like it's, it doesn't matter what's done to you. It's only about how you respond, which I get, and that matters as a black woman with two black boys and a black husband. I get the heart posture, but what we can't do, what we realize, I think is what we don't realize is an unintended consequence is we then worship people and praise people for allowing themselves to be abused, right? Mm-hmm. We say, wow, you're so much example. Remember that guy who went to the NFL game? Yeah. Oh. And he was like, this is my first NFL game. And there's a woman absolutely berating him, verbally abusing him, getting in his space. And he didn't do anything. And everyone was like, bravo, bravo. Wow. He handled yeah. this with class. And the owner of the team gave him some tickets and, and let him like, sit in the box. And was, and like, and it was you, like a thing. Yeah. Yes. And was like, you handled that with class. Let me never, ever 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 i rebuke it in jesus name i will never take abuse with class do you understand me i will never i will never ever take abuse with class you want me like you're come out you're clapping for me because i let someone abuse me we got to be careful what are we teaching our kids when someone hits you, and I'm not saying beat the brakes off of them, not saying that, but when someone hits you and you get angry, somehow it's your fault for getting angry that someone hit you. We got to be careful because there are a lot of people who think it's noble to allow people to abuse them. And then when they abuse other people, they expect other people to take it with class. <laughs> Right. We, yeah. it, it, it creates a cycle where it's like I was when I was hurt, I took it. So when I'm hurting you, you take it. We have to be careful, especially yeah. when we teach people, um, you know, again, I say everything that is taught does not need to be said. Yeah. A lot of people are not saying it, but they're demonstrating something. They're still teaching something. Demonstration is a means of teaching and communicating. They're demonstrating that you are more worthy and more respectable the more you allow people to abuse you, the more you let people set boundaries. And I'm telling you, prepare your heart. When you begin to set boundaries, people will call you immature. People will call you childish. You, it doesn't take all that. It does. I'm a, I'm a complex human being and I'm not afraid to meet my own needs. And that means I have to set boundaries, right? That means that I'm honoring what I feel right now. I'm not obeying it. If I obeyed it, you may have brakes beaten off of you, right? But I'm not giving into the sensation, but I'm giving space to it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I think when we talk about emotions, the reality is likely the way that you we as a society have been taught to metabolize emotions is just incorrect for sure so you should be very skeptical about your natural response to a certain um emotion not saying that it's wrong but just be skeptical because the reality is a lot of us have been have been taught to glorify 
like sociopathy, like being a being a sociopath. For sure. There's a reason a lot of CEOs when when they type them and test them, they they have some sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. To not feel. Yeah. Right. And like, but we've glorified that in many sure. ways. It's the American dream to to climb through abuse and stand at the top and not be mad about it. Yes. And, and, and to even be grateful for it. Yeah. Be grateful for the abuse. It just made me a better person. It's like, well. Did it? Uh, did it? Which is weird. You know what's funny? I can remember um, um, earlier in my walk with the Lord when I became a Christian, I was talking to somebody. And they, um, they were kind of, they were sad. Mm. They were saying that they felt like they couldn't really be a Christian because they hadn't been through enough. And they mm. heard my story and the things that God had rescued me from and the pain that I had experienced. And they're like, man, like, I'll never be able to be close to the Lord like you because I just haven't been through enough. And I feel mm. like ashamed that I haven't been through enough. Um, and the truth is like that, that was heartbreaking. But, like, that's kind of a learned behavior. It's actually unexpected. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that feel like the only way to get to the top of something is to be the person who has been through the bottom of it. Yeah, has licked the floor. And that's a reality. Like, that's people That's yeah. people courageously adapting to hard situations. For we sure. Should, we should celebrate that. But we should not be creating the conditions of those situations that people have had to climb out of. Mm-hmm. That's how you get parents who have resources but get tight-fisted with them because they're worried they're going to spoil their kids. Yeah. Because it's like they're they're basically saying like, "Hey, I was traumatized and my trauma made me successful. I don't want you to have it too easy because I'm worried that you won't be successful if you don't have enough trauma." Yeah. You adapted <laughs> to the situations that you had to go through and had no control over, but that doesn't mean that was the only way to get what you have. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what's taught. The only way to get to this to this point is You've got to fight through things no one should ever have to fight through. You have to be okay with things no one should have to be okay with. Yeah. You got, you got to shut your mouth um, yeah. when, when honestly, a courageous thing and a holy thing would be, nah, I'm not with it. Yeah. You got one more time. You, or I'm going to set a boundary here, right? I just need to leave. I'm not, you know, maybe not. Nah, if flesh you say says, that again, I'm going to leave. My, my flesh yeah. says, give it a people's elbow. Yeah. You know, that's what my flesh says. Just <laughs> drop it. Yeah. But boundaries say, you know what? There's no way this ends well. I'm I'm not going to take this. I'm going to move to a different space. I'm going to leave because For sure. I'm important and what I hear matters and I'm I'm not going to let someone talk to me like that. Mm, yeah. Um so when I yeah. think about um we're like coming to the end of our time, but um I pulled up my little not pulled up, but I guess I pulled it up. I, my laptop was already open. I almost said I opened my laptop, but it was already here. Um, and I have some homework for you guys, you guys pull out your pens, your papers, whatever it is, because I want to make sure I can see this one, but two, want to share what like the purpose of certain emotions are. We talked mostly about anger today, but I want you guys to be able to be like, Oh, like these are the purposes of the emotions, emotions. This is what it communicates to me. And then this is the need that it indicates, meaning this is the thing that would satisfy this emotion right not satisfy as in um given to the sensations and the urges that it gives you but this is what it's saying it needs and so i'm going to give it to it right so sadness communicates that there's been a loss right and it indicates restoration healing fear and anxiety 
communicate danger and threat, right? Which indicates the need of safety, right? Anger indicates a need for a boundary, safety as well, um, and injustice. And the need indicated is to draw a boundary, to protect and to secure. Shame communicates that there's something wrong with me. The need indicated is acceptance and approval. That's so powerful. Just I was going to go off on that, but let me leave it alone. Guilt communicates I've done something wrong. The need indicates self-respect or reassessed values. Love, because positive emotions communicate things as well. Love communicates that um, I am worthy. And the need indicated is connection, like more connection to continue connection. Joy uh, rather communicates that this is good, that I'm satisfied. And the need indicated is for rest and to continue to have that. Right. Like joy is like, oh, you can stay here. Yeah. Let's have more of this. Which makes sense because we all try to do as much the things that give us joy, right? So that's not just because, oh, joy is great. Yeah. it's Our body is saying, oh, yeah, do this more because it's good for you. Which, like, like, my brain is like, and that's why heaven is eternal. Because we'll always want more of the joy that God gives us, right? So in the words of my dear friend, Kivon King, I feel like joy communicates Thanks, God. More, please. Right. (laughs) You guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for chatting with us about emotions and what emotions to expect and how to metabolize and process healing, um, process anger rather in your healing. My book is coming out April 4th, 10,000 pre-orders before April 4th. That is what we're going for. That's what we're believing God for. It's only crazy until it happens. If you want to experience healing in your life, if you want to see healing come to fruition in the lives of the people that you love, go to the link in the show notes, pre-order this book, be a part of history, be a part of a move of God and join us in daring to believe that this book could be a New York Times bestseller. Also, yeah. if you want to join an amazing community of people, then we have the inner circle uh, links in the show notes as well. We have workshops, conversations. We're planning a couple retreats this year and it'll be open to our membership community first and maybe only. But you'll never know unless you join. Use the code <laughs> circle fam and you can join us for free for three months. We can't wait to see you in there. We love you guys deep until the circle comes back around. Um, what do I normally say? You usually say until the circle comes back. Oh, around. that's why I feel like. Go ahead, go ahead. You say. I was like, my name's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> until the circle comes back around. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what um, do I usually say? Okay, you said you wanted to interview. <laughs> <laughs>